city of your dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New out. York, New York, big city of your dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's about that time, man. It's about that time to come back and talk about this New York Knicks NBA draft aftermath. Very, very last second stream I'm giving to you guys right now. Actually, I was trying to actually do a video, but it wasn't working. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just decide to go stream. So this is going to be a very quick stream to talk about the nba draft and the aftermath of that um now as you know i mean i, I feel like i've been on nick's youtube nick's twitter and the nick's fans and and the twitter streets they've all been burning they've all been burning they've all been panicking because they feel like the nick's blew it they feel like we should have traded away we should not have traded away the 11th pick. We should have picked somebody. But I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to tell you guys something. When I started this process of looking into the next draft, I wasn't as enthused this year as I usually am. I started taking on this process of learning these draft guys later than I usually do. And it is because that I know that the guys who are on this team the Grimes, the Quickleys, the, the McBrides, the Obi Toppins, those guys have not gotten the time that they have needed, the time that they have deserved so far. So when I'm looking at this draft and I'm looking at the talent pool and I'm hearing about the talent pool, the first ask, question I ask is, do these guys who are we are going to draft going to be subsequently better than what? we have in this locker room already with these kids and the answer is no the answer is no do they have potential to be better than that possibly but if i'm comparing talent to talent who was left on that board at 11 on down um i feel like those guys that were left their talent is on the same talent level as the, the kids that we have and they're not as experienced so I understand moving on from the 11th pick. It doesn't completely make sense to me to pick at 11 when it's time for us to swing for the fences, which we tried to do. We already saw earlier, we tried to swing for Jaden Ivey. It didn't quite work out. So what do we do? We move one first round pick for three first round picks. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a mathematician. But last time I checked, three is bigger than one. That's the last time I checked. We got one, we moved one first round pick and a draft that had, you know, good players for three first round picks. Three. So I'm not completely mad because what that does is it saves us money. We're not paying the 11th pick for $3 million. Uh, helps us kind of go after free agency, gets us under the cap. And... It sets us up for bigger moves later. It's not this. This move is not about today. Think of this like an investment. You stack your paper to buy an asset to make more money later. 
to make more noise later. This is what this move was. Stacking assets to make more money later. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, okay, let's, let's go through the concerns. Let's go through it. A lot of people are saying that these picks are not protected, so they're worthless. When OKC had those same picks, they weren't worthless. Well, the Knicks have the picks. It's worthless. That's some Stephen A stuff. That's some Stephen A stuff to me right there. I'm not even going to lie. That's some Stephen A stuff. But let's we'll, we'll get into it. The Knicks traded an 11th pick, 11, in a so-so draft. Not a, not a third pick, an 11th pick. And got three... Mid-tier pick. Now, they are they protected? Yes. The one that's most protected is the Detroit pick that goes from 1 to 18. Uh, you get the 19th pick with that first year. If 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 it goes between 1 to 18, which is, eh, it kind of sucks, right? But after that, it's from 1 to 13 and 1 to 11. All within range of our 11th pick, which is why I'm not too... I'm not pissed about it because it's still in range of 11. The If you're looking at our Washington, the picks we got from Washington via the OKC, 20, 23rd first from Washington, that's 1 through 14. 20, 20, 24, 1 through 10. 20, 20, 25, 1 through 8. All within 11. It's not like some crazy drop-off. It's not some crazy drop off of, of of range. It's like still within range, and the same to go with the twenty twenty three pick from Denver on to twenty twenty five, all one through fourteen protected. So we ended up with more picks, and at the end of the day, we have eleven future first round picks and eleven future second round picks to maneuver to either package together to make a try to make another swing next season in the draft, or package together to make a swing this season for a well a free agent a sign and trade it could be it could be who it could be DeJounte Murray who the Spurs won three picks for it could be it could be whoever it could be Ivy it could be Levine I mean so like this is not I know people want something now. They want something tangible that they can hold because the Knicks fan base has been starving for a lot. So they want the results now. But just not the way the world works all the time. So we're doing what we're supposed to do. Am I pissed? Did we, do I call this draft successful? Do I call all these moves super successful? No, I'm not saying it's successful right now. I'm saying I'm holding my opinion. It's a lateral move right now. It's a lot of move right now. Success will come if we use these picks to get the correct ass to hair that's going to propel us forward to the next level. That's successful. Success will come if we clear the cat space and get the right free agent here. That's successful. I wouldn't call it successful. I would call it a, rattle, or, or, a lateral move. I call it not a lateral move, but like a small step forward. But nothing to be excited about because we still have to cash out and see what this move does for us moving forward. So just just you gotta calm down a little bit. You gotta calm down a little bit. It's not the end. It's not the end. And I was on Twitter 
I was on Twitter. I feel like trying to calm people down, getting called all sorts of whatever. I'm seeing a lot of people like make, this is the worst disastrous drafts ever. It's it's not, guys. It's not the worst disastrous drive ever. It's not. It's not. It's just not. Don't don't be like Stephen A. Don't don't be like Stephen A. Man, we we're okay. We're okay. It's not the best thing. We didn't have the Detroit Pistons draft because they made out like bandits. But we still have work to do. Going was going through the rest of these pinpoints. Traded 2023 first and four seconds to the Hornets for the 13th pick. This is the part where it's just like, eh. We got we gave up four seconds for that 13th pick in a swap. And that 2023. Three first round pick came from OKC. So it was a pick that we didn't own that we got from OKC that we traded with the Hornets. So it wasn't even our own pick. Right? The most you can say you might be regarded about was, is the seconds. And I get it. I get that. Not the best, but not that bad. Here's the thing I kept hearing about the most. We traded the 13th pick to Kem with Kemba Walker to the Pistons for the Milwaukee Bucks 2025 pick. And thank you for the uh, the donation, BKNY. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Here's the thing. People were saying we, we attached Kemba Walker to a first. It was a pick swap, guys. It wasn't like we gave a first. If we gave a first to, to get rid of Kemba Walker, that's a disaster. But it was a pick swap. It was a pick swap. It was a pick swap, so it's not as bad as it's perceived. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Now, we can talk about the cast space. Before I, got the, before I even talk about the cast space real quick, because this is going to be a very quick live, let me just let me just shout out to the panel, man, because this is a very, very last-minute stream. I was not planning on streaming. I was actually planning on making a video, but my mic wasn't recording. But shout out to the guy. Shout out to John Talento. says, JLS, we're tired of being patient. I understand, man. I understand. We haven't won a championship since the 70s. We're tired of being patient. We tried to, the front office tried to get Jaden Ivey. It didn't work out. I understand. Malcolm Johnson says, I'd rather we kept Duran. Uh, if that's what you think, that's what you think. I mean, the Knicks are signing Mike Mitchell Robinson. That's why they didn't keep Duran. I'm pretty sure they already told Mitch that he, um, after the free agency is over, he's going to be one of the last signings because we can go over the cap to sign him. And I think uh, drafting Duran probably would have blown up that deal. Drafting Duran would have um, probably forced uh, Mitch Robinson to renege and like, no, I'm not resigning with you guys. So I'm pretty sure having Mitch Robinson back with the New York Knicks made Duran expendable into us because Mitch Robinson can help us today. Duran, very good prospect. It looks like Bam. He looks like Biombo Light, but. I think the timeline for it, like I feel it's going like Ross says, it's going to take a few years for him to get better to, to for us for him to be defensive anchor for this team. And Mitch is a lot more ready right now. All right. Also, shout out to Fat Boy Kicks. Wait, Frog BKNY says five super chat says, I like Jalen Brunson. He's the floor general we need, but he is too expensive. Get Tyus Jones, trade the vets. Um all right, you know what? Let's get let's get to let's get to Jalen Brunson. And some of you guys are already might know my Jalen Brunson take. Um, I'm an IQ guy. I want IQ to get the all the opportunities to lead this team. 
Um, I heard Ian Begley say this guys in the Knicks organization who want Ian Begley who want, I'm sorry, Emmanuel quickly to have more of a prominent role in this year's Knicks. And hopefully that still happens. But with Jalen Brunson here, um, that pretty much, that's pretty much picking direction for us. If Jalen Brunson is here now, it seems like the Knicks might have some Intel. We did, we hired Jalen Brunson's father to be an assistant coach. You know, they already know there's ties with Leon Rose and the CAA. Um, so I feel like there are back channel intel that Jalen Brunson might be here. That's very possible. But it's also possible that we go somewhere else. But Jalen Brunson himself, right? You already know my thoughts. My thoughts are this. He's a solid player. Um, He's a solid player. You got to give him credit. He done well for himself. Without Luka Doncic... In Dallas, he was able to lead that team to a few crucial playoff wins without Luka Doncic against the Utah Jazz. When people really didn't think that can happen, but Jason Kidd and Jalen Brunson proved that it can happen. And he, he upped the stock. He proved it. Um, Here's my thing. If you haven't heard me say this before, I'm going to say it again. I feel like that team was built in a very specific way. And Brunson was able to have success because they are a five-out team. And Jalen Brunson is very ISO-heavy, extremely ISO-heavy. He likes to be in that mid-range spot a lot, pulling up. And when, if you don't know, the mid-range spot is one of the easiest spots to double on. In New York, we do not have a five-out situation. We do not have a stretch five. We have Mitchell Robinson here. We have traditional bigs. So I do not feel that he's going to flourish in the same way he did in these playoffs because we don't have that same personnel. Not and When I say personnel, I don't even mean Luka. I mean, we don't have a five-out system here that's going to give him the space to ISO the way he was in Dallas. Now, if the Knicks and Tom Thibodeau decide to go, you know what? Let's play Randall and Obi together. We might have a chance. It, it'll, it'll be more of a chance because... As bad as Randall's shot from three, um, he'll be more of a threat than Mitch Robinson is this season. So it could help. It could work if they do something like that. But I don't see him reproducing that same success. But listen, there's a shot because he's still young. He's still developing. I've seen James Harden become a bench player in OKC and be an all-star in Houston. The same thing could happen to Jalen Brunson. So I'm going to wait and see. But as of now... I'm not super high on Jay Brunson, but I'm not low on him. He's 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 okay. He's okay to me. He's okay to me. Um. So it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not thrilled that we're moving cat space to to to, to take him, but if it happens, I'm not going to be upset. I'm just going to be like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Worst case scenario, he doesn't perform as well, and that's a negative asset. That's and I don't think it'll be crazy. I'll be. I feel like. If he doesn't perform as well as people want, he'll be like an Evan Fournier asset to me. You know what I mean? Well, Evan Fournier is valuable. He produces. Um, he, he he knows his role, but it might, but it's like a little bit under what his pay rate is. Like I feel like that could happen with Jalen Brunson. Could happen. Where it won't be like a complete waste of money, but it's like, ah, we paid a little bit too much. And then we might not be able to really move him until 
closer to the end of his contract, which is what I don't want. Best case scenario, he he balls out. Um, even if he doesn't perform to his contract, we make the playoff because we're solidified at the point guard spot and we're able to make some noise and build credibility that way. I don't think he'll completely flat out, though. I don't think he'll completely suck in New York. I don't foresee that happening. Um, but that that's pretty much how I feel about Jalen Brunson. Now, here's the other thing I want to talk about, too, though. We have 13 million in cap space because we didn't sign the 11th pick and we moved Kemba Walker. It's going to it's been reported that the Knicks want to give him what four years, 110 million, kind of roughly works out to like what 26 million, 27 million in a year. So we still have to get rid of Nerlens Noel, or we still have to get rid of um, Alec Burks. Now if we have to get rid of Nerlens Noel. That's going to be a little bit tricky. Oh, I also forgot to mention that we're 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 supposed to um we're expected to to uh waive Taz Gibson and get five million dollars, and that should end up that should equal to eighteen million, right? So once once we add, so if we move Alec Burks to a team with no with no salary cap. Or Nerlens Noel, we'll have enough to sign them. Now, the question is, do we have to attach assets? And that's when things get light and eh, right? Because we already saw we had to attach some 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 seconds or whatever to get Kemba over here. Usually I feel like it costs like a second. To get to me, when I'm looking at injured assets who are expiring deals, it usually costs like a second or two. So I can see. If we have to move Noel, it might cost us a second or two to move Noel. Which sucks because that proves that we're it's a bad signing. It's not horrible, but it's still like, eh. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where if we waited towards um if we waited towards the all-star break, then maybe we can move him for nothing or something, right? The same thing with Alec Burks. Now, Alec Burks. He's seen as like a neutral asset around the league, according to Fred Katz. So it might not cost us anything to move Alec Burks, but he's also maybe right below negative, depending on who you are. So I'm hoping that we actually end up moving Alec Burks, because even if we attach something to move Alec Burks, the aftermath of having Alec Burks here and Jalen Brunson here is Grimes is going to get more time. Because then Grimes becomes the backup shooting guard. And that helps us in the long run, no matter what. So that's what I'm really hoping for. I'm hoping that we're able to move Ali Burks, not attach a pick. And get more time for Grimes. And then home run would be to move Evan Fournier. Which seems less likely. And get more time for Cam Reddish as well. So if, if there's some things that I'm worried about moving forward is what picks do we have to move to get off of these contracts and Alec Burks and Alec Burks and, and Nerlens Noel is probably going to be a few seconds, if anything. But hopefully, hopefully we'll able to be able to move Alec Burks and get a second back. The only thing that I'm, I'm worried about is he has a foot injury and he had surgery in the beginning of the season. 
because you know Tibbs is going tips. You already know Tibbs is going tips. So he played Alec Burks through a foot injury instead of playing IQ and Miles McBride. Very typical thing to do, but whatever. My hope is we actually get a second for Alec Burks and then move Noel at the deadline if he's kind of healthy for a team who needs a shot blocker and will still be good. You know what I mean? That's what I'm really hoping. Overall, overall, I'll say this to the end, man. This wasn't a bad move. It wasn't the worst draft in the world. Don't be Stephen A. Be, uh, it's, it pains me to say this, but be like Kendrick Perkins, man. Kendrick Perkins had the right idea. We have, we still have, we have draft capital to make a bigger move. We have cat space. We still have our young pieces. I still want them to play more, but we're not in the, we're, we're, we're in a, we're in a slightly better position today than we were before draft day, believe it or not. It wasn't a total disaster like people are really making this out to be. All right. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Um, so do I call it what I call this a success? I wouldn't say like a success. It's like, oh, okay, we're, we're in the right. We took a step in an okay direction, but I want to see what happens next. What happens next with the cap space? With these picks that determines on whether it's a success or not. But this is a long game for me. All right. So, um, and I kind it's funny during the draft, I know people was kind of scattered. We kind of broke this down in the draft, but not in the not as much detail as today. But we kind of were saying this during the live the live draft um two days ago. But it was kind of buried towards the end of the video where everything is happening. And we didn't really get to see exactly what we had. It was still kind of confusing what happened and what we got the, the picks for. So definitely had to do this video today. Definitely had to. All right. But shout out to everybody in the chat. If you like, if you're liking the content, man, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Um, definitely join us because we'll be talking about free agency, um, free agent rumors. Uh, you already know DeJounte Murray. Um I'm wondering if DeJounte is on Nick's radar. I'm wondering. Because, you know, the media, they announce moves. But every now and again, these Knicks are so tight-lipped. They do things that we don't even expect. We never expected the Kemba Walker move. That, Walker, that move came out of nowhere. We never even expected him to go after Gordon Hayward. That move came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So, yes, it seems like the Knicks are going after Jalen Brunson. But what else is going on? We don't know. Right? They can be loading up picks to go after so oh God, please, Lord, don't let us. Please don't let it be Kyrie Irving. Please don't let it be that, that guy. Because we don't need those headaches. But we just don't know. All right? But that's, yo, that's it, man. This is going to be a very short live. If you like the, the show, please the like button, the subscribe button. Thank you guys for the super chat. Wait, I got one more super chat to go through. Um, hold on. Shout out to Fat Boy with Kicks, who sends a five dollar super chat. Says, "Not gonna lie, I just want a competitive team like the Nets had out there with Kenny Atkinson that lure stars." Now I feel you, and it's funny because, listen, guys, we, I feel like we underperformed last season. 
Like we, oh, I feel like we overperformed the season before and we underperformed this season. We were not that far away from the play in. I feel like if Tibbs actually played the kids more, there would be a chance that we'd be in a play in, and then we would have had like the fifteenth pick. Like I really believe that we might have we been in the play in and we probably had the fourteenth or fifteenth pick. So I don't think we're that far away. A Jalen Brunson move might be the move to you know really put us in that like hunt in that low playoff bracket playing type of move but it really depends on tips what he does how he adjusts who he plays and what we do moving forward if, and if even if we get Jalen Brunson but even if we don't get Jalen Brunson Emmanuel quickly I trust I'm, 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 I'm not even gonna hold you man Emmanuel quickly and I think Emmanuel quickly can do it he can at least get us to the promised land all right but shout, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Anthony Garcia, Bricks Nation, Shoquan T. Williams, Jordan McGyver, uh, Knicks Nation TV, Shashmane T. Williams, Anthony Garcia, Jean Mark, Dimitri. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Um, I'm out. You already know what it is, man. Um, Definitely watch out for us. We're going to be having some free agency episodes and some other stuff coming for, for you. Summer League, all that, all that stuff, man. But um, thank you guys for watching. This is a very last minute live. All right? And you already know what it is, man. As always. Shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets, especially Stephen A. All right? You're a mess, Stephen A. You a mess. You and Spike Lee, man. Both of y'all was acting crazy, dog. Like I, the theatrics, the, the theatrics are killing me, man. The theatrics are killing me. I can't believe I'm defending Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> but that's our show, man. I'm out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. N N N N N Y C.